We are so glad that you can join us for another Bridge for Peace Healing to the Nations podcast with Annette Eckert. Today's message is, God is always with you. Here is Annette. Welcome. I'm Annette Eckhart in our New York studio. So happy to be with you today. And I have a very special guest to introduce to you. This is Kajal Seeley through Texas, through Oklahoma, all the way found his way from New Hampshire to New York. <laughs> New Hampshire, everywhere. Um, and welcome. Thank you so much. We're so happy to have you here today. Thank you for having me. Yes. You know, um, we've just, really, we've just met by a God appointment. Yes. Uh, out of state, about six hours away from here. And mm -hmm. we invited Kajil to come and visit us, and he has, and we've been listening to your testimony, Kajil, which is just so inspirational. Praise God. That we just had to have an opportunity to bring you on as a guest so people can hear the inspirational story that you have to tell. So I really want to open it up to you on um, where you would want to start. I know you've written a book and you're in process of writing more books. More books, yes. And poetry. Yes. And giving glory to God for everything. So maybe you would like to tell us your first book, what that's about. My first book is entitled Thoughts of Audit War. Um, it's just a lot of poetry that goes to show that what God has done for me in a poetic format. Uh, the ups and downs, uh, but also in the process of giving him all the glory. Mm, beautiful. Yes. So when you talk about the ups and downs, hmm. share with us some of those ups and downs. Ups and downs of uh, feeling abandoned, um, being in um, prison, uh, just being there for me and protecting me throughout my life, not knowing that it was him. And then he's identifying and introducing himself to me, saying that was me all along. Mm. Yes. So when you share that story, being abandoned, being in prison, mm -hmm. I know there's many people listening today that can relate to that. You know, today, so much abandonment, so much betrayal yes. everywhere around us, so much hard-heartedness, so much loneliness that you know, I know that your message of having been on this earth abandoned, but yet God introducing himself to you as your father, yes. as your God, as your brother, as your friend, yes. always being there for you. And even that realization, I know that really touched me when you were sharing how you realized, looking back, everything you'd been through, but looking back, you realized he was there for you all the time. All the time. It's such a revelation. Could you share with us some of those moments when you realized God was there for you? You know, you came through it, not knowing it, but then looking back. Tell us, how, how did that play out? How did you get that revelation of, wow, God was there? What, what, what happened? The first introduction was when um, me and uh, my cousin, we was at the swimming pool, and I didn't know how to swim, and he pushed me in the water. Mm, how old were you? I was roughly, I would say, between eight to 10 years old. Mm. And he pushed me in the water, and I couldn't swim. And I'm sitting here fighting for my life, and out of the same mouth the guy pushed me, the voice changed. 
the voice got deeper, mm. and he said, Kajel, stop paddling. So I stopped, and he said, kick your legs. I kicked my legs. He said, now do your arms like this. And I started moving my hands motion, and next thing you know, I just started swimming. And I haven't been out of the water since. Wow. But I realized that was him when I got older, when I was in the water and I was swimming, and then that's when God just revealed himself, and he brought that message right back to me the same way that it happened. And he said, that was me when I first introduced myself to you. And then that's when I realized I was like, whoa, Lord. Mm. So that's when I realized that during this whole time that he's been protecting me all along. Yes, that's, that's an amazing story. Thanks be to God. He's a blessing. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> yes. And then that connection, that love, being able to keep your heart open to the love of God when you'd gone through so much. How, how did that happen? How did God break through for you that way? <sighs> well, I can say that um, growing up in areas to where you don't feel comfortable and you realize that I don't like this feeling. I don't like the way they do this, so I don't like the way they talk. You know, and so you start distancing yourself and you realize that when you start speaking positive or you always going to church and you hear uh, the good word or you're reading something good out of it and then you're like, wow, that's what I want. That's what I like. And so I started going mm. towards that and realizing that, you know, I feel better when I'm happy. I feel better when I'm positive, mm -hmm. you know, and you look at the difference between being in a negative environment and being in a positive environment. You look at it as, hmm, I want this. I want to be positive. I want to be this type of person. I don't want to be uh, a, a hated person. I don't want to be hatred in my life, you know. So mm -hmm. I started just, just developing that being a loving person. Mm. You know, and God mm -hmm. did the rest just by allowing me to read his word, by sharing with me what he can do for me while I'm in this position. Mm. And it, the rest is just downhill. And I just, wherever I go, I try to bring a positive vibe, mm -hmm. positive impact on people because I've already lived a negative life. Mm. I don't want that life anymore. And mm -hmm. if I can share, you know, with others, just by smiling four or five o'clock in the morning mm -hmm. or making somebody laugh throughout the day, you know, I think then I realize that I've done my job, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. so that's, that's mm -hmm. how I developed that, you know, but mm -hmm. God did that, but, you know. Yes, because you were sharing about how negative negativity was. Mm -hmm. Yes. How you were really indeed. trapped in that place. Mm -hmm. Could you share with us a little bit about that? Uh, Yes, um, <laughs> um, I had to think of a couple of things, but um, I will say, I will use this right here. Um, when um, I got released from prison and I used to go around my old colleagues, shall I say, and they used to always say, man, why are you so happy? What? You know, I'm tired of you waking up in the morning, you come around us happy and all this other stuff. And they're like, you're gonna keep doing that, you know, stop coming around, you know, so it's like, if I can stay happy, that means I can stay away from you and you stay away from me. Mm -hmm. Okay, I got it, you mm -hmm. know, but um, mm -hmm. I would say that coming from a dark place, um, it's, it's, not, it's, it's, not, it's, it's, not, it's not fun, mm -hmm. I can tell you that, because mm -hmm. um, the things that you will want to do to people, 
words, uh, action, you know, um, I don't never want to inflict harm on anybody, but when you influenced or peer pressured, you know, mm -hmm. you have no choice or you will feel left out, you know, mm -hmm. and that's where I believe that that's where the abandonment came from because I've always wanted to be a part of something. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. either I want to be a part of this family, I want to be a part of that. You know, in order to be a part of that family, I had to do something negative in order to mm -hmm. be around them. Mm -hmm. You know, that's where the, 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 the gang affiliation comes from. And, you know, when you develop that type of attitude, you have to mimic that every time. Mm -hmm. And so in order to get away from that, you know, God always has a door that you can exit through. Mm -hmm. You just have to pay attention to when the door opens. Right. And mm -hmm. so when that door opens, you have to take it so immediately. You, so your story was when you were embroiled in the gang, when you were part of the gang, even in prison, God opened a door. For me to exit. You recognized it. Would you tell us the story of how you opened that door? Okay. Um, so um, I had a vision one night. Um, well, really, I would, I would go back. I had just got promoted inside of a gang. Uh, it was a gang called uh, Gangster Disciples. And um, I just got promoted. And a couple of weeks later, I had a vision. Uh, there was a guy by the name of Kevin Arline popped up into my vision, but he had died five years prior. This was in 1998, but he went home in 1993. Um, he popped up in my vision and uh, we was walking to go eat and we was having a conversation. And the next thing you know, he said, man, you need to commit yourself to something. You need to commit yourself to something. And I said, I am, I am. He said, no, you need to commit yourself to something. And by he was saying, commit yourself to something, those letters was like bold letters, you know, and it was like, whoa. And so I woke up and I just kind of like, man, man, what was that? And Excuse me. And so, you know, I went out and um, I went to work. And next thing you know, I saw a young man by the name of uh, Michael Rosales. Um, he was reading the Bible. So ironic. And um, I told him about my vision and he started smiling. And he was like, man, you know, he said right there, he said, God is trying to tell you is what life you want to commit yourself to. Either you know, you're going to commit yourself to this gang or you're going to commit yourself to him, even though I knew him, but I didn't know him. And so after that, um, I had told my crew what I was going to do. And I said, man, I'm going to see what God is talking about. So when you say your crew, you mean the gang? My gang. Yes, the gang I was affiliated with. And what, were you, what was your position there? I was a, a sergeant. So you became a sergeant became a again sergeant. in prison. In prison. And now you're hearing you have to make a commitment. You have the vision. You meet the man. You have to make a commitment. And now yes. you have to tell your gang members that you're going to make a commitment. Yes. Okay. Indeed. So after all that, after I just got promoted and I told them what I was going to do, I told them the vision. I said, hey, I'm going to go see what God's talking about. And so a few weeks later... There was a, uh, I guess, rumors in the air. You know, they said they was going to do something to me. And I just asked God. I was like, God, I said, you call me. If you call me, you're not going to let them lay a hair on my head. You're not going to let them touch me. And so uh, I said a couple of weeks later, then I talked to one of the guys. Um, he was my second in command. And, you know, we had a conversation. And he said, you know, 
you are doing the right thing. You are mm -hmm. doing growth and development. That's what we all need to be doing. And he said, uh, from this day forward, he said, nobody's going to touch you. Nobody's going to lay a hand on your hair. Mm -hmm. um, he said, but just don't look back. We gave each other dap, and I ran to my cell. I started crying and praising God, thanking him. And he was like, open your word. And as soon as I opened up my word, they went to, it took me to Proverbs chapter seven, uh, verse, Proverbs 16, verse 7. And it says that when a man ways please the Lord, he makes even his enemies to be at peace with him. Mm -hmm. And right then and there, from this day forth, I stand on that word. I stand mm. on that scripture. Mm. And that's how I know that God is with me because nobody touched me. Nobody said anything else about that. Mm. So that's how I know that when you begin to trust God, he's not going to let anything happen to you. Yes. You know, that's a, that's a miracle. As you know, we're a miracle Spirit ministry. You can contact us or if you have any questions for our guests, you can write to us at info at bridgeforpeace.org. Info at bridgeforpeace.org. Now, let me ask you one question just to clarify. So you said after this, your right-hand man, so even though, so now you're a sergeant and you have a right-hand man in the gang and you've told him you're going to check this out and he's, they're like, okay, we're going to like let you do that. Is that unusual? No. Okay. It's not unusual. Okay. Um, because you just don't. You, you just can't say that and think something is not going to happen. Okay. So if you say, I'm going to go check this out, you imagine there's going to be retaliation. Retaliation. Some kind of retribution. Yes. Okay. But now you meet him now. And how did you, what did you feel like when he approached you? Well, I was looking around because I thought that we was going to go at it. I thought this was the end. Mm. I thought I was going to have to fight for my life. Mm. And, but it wasn't because it was peaceful. Mm. The conversation was peaceful, mm -hmm. you know, and he had a lot of say so. And he said that from here on out, nobody's going to touch you. OK. So when he said that, then that was a big release on me because all the attention had, had faded away. Right. Because he was going to see to it yes. as a as his position in the gang. Yes. And then you open the word of God yes. and you read. Proverbs chapter 16, verse seven. Which when, says, when a man weighs, please the Lord, he makes even his enemies to be at peace with him. Right. So when a man's ways please the Lord. So that lets you know two things. Oh, gosh. Right? <laughs> yes. It let, let you know that your ways were pleasing to God. God was pleased with you. Yes. And you had seen that miraculous result yes. of peace. Being given by God the name Bridge for Peace. Yes. We know how miraculous in this <laughs> earth peace yes. really is. And I'm just wondering today if there's someone listening who is in fear mm. because of their enemies. Yes. Because there's many ways that we can make enemies or even I know a minister friend of ours in uh, Central America he built a church, and when the church was being opened, it was quite a large church, mm -hmm. the political people came, and whatever he preached, they took personally. They took it from him as if he was pointing a finger at them. Yes. They said, you've got 24 hours to get out mm. with your life. 
So there's many ways that we can make enemies, even though we're not trying, we're trying to get along right. <laughs> right. with people as the Lord wants us to, but there's many ways people can take offense or the enemy of our souls, yes. Satan, can stir up enmity between people or hatred mm -hmm. between people for no real reason, but it's something that festers and grows and increases. So I think that word that you just gave oh, to us powerful. from Proverbs yes. can really help some people who are listening today who say, I have enemies, I didn't do anything right. to make an enemy. And there might be other people who say, I have enemies and I made the enemies. Yes. You know, my actions caused enmity. Mm -hmm. You know, when we were in Uganda and we were talking about forgiveness and encouraging people mm -hmm. to forgive, yes. mm -hmm. I'll never forget because when you're speaking, you don't know who you're impacting. Even right now, we don't know it's, it's a blessing. Dale, who yes. we're impacting. <clears throat> And there was a woman stood up after and she said, I was planning to murder mm. my neighbor because he insulted my daughter. Oh, my. And now I've forgiven him. Goes along so we don't know who's listening today and who's in fear, yes. maybe for their property, for their family, for their lives, for their livelihood. Yes. And I think that word, what you say, when a man's ways pleases the Lord. Yes. How does a man's ways please the Lord? What he, When he spoke that word to you, you knew he was speaking about you. Mm -hmm. What was in your heart at that time that caused God to be pleased with you? The decision. A decision. Yes. Mm -hmm. You say yes, he'll take care of the rest. Mm. A decision. And that's when I learned that God will do it for you, but you have to be willing to let him do it. Mm -hmm. Now, when you made that announcement to the gang members that yes. you wanted to make a commitment and you were going to check it out, something like that, check yeah, it out. I'm going to go see what God's talking You're about. going to see what he's talking about. So were you exploring at that time or had you already made a commitment at that time? Or were you exploring what it would be like to make a commitment? What, what was really in your heart? Well, I wanted to see what he was talking about because, right. you know, if if God showed up and came to me personally mm -hmm. and said, hey, I need you to make a decision. OK, so I need to know why he wants me to make that decision, mm -hmm. because if I choose this, then that means I don't have him. If I mm -hmm. choose no, then I don't choose him. Mm -hmm. But if I choose yes then I know I'm going to have more because this somebody came to me and nobody can get into my cell unless the guards open the door. Mm -hmm. And only him, I know that he comes into you by dreams and visions and by him did that to me. I want to see what he's talking about. Mm -hmm. So that's where the yes came from. And it's been a blessing ever since. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so you went out to explore it. Yes. And already there's a blessing. Already a blessing. Right, because you're seeking, actually. How, seeking, right? that's right. Seeking, seeking. Seek and you will find. Yes. And that's, that's your story. Yes. Seeking, hearing, and responding. Responding, Re that's it. That's your, that's your story. And so I'm just wondering who has heard and not responded and who has heard and not committed. Mm. And we just come back. We're going we're gonna to do this again next week. Okay, Jill, I want you to really... We're running out of time, uh, unfortunately, but we urge you today in the name mm. of Jesus Christ, yes. make a commitment, make a commitment. You're hearing Kajel's story. You, this is coming from his heart. 
and come back next week. We're going to pray for you next week. Amen. We're going to pray. Um, and we pray God's going to bless you as you make that commitment. Listen to his voice. Seek him. You will find him. Respond. Do not fear. Yes. In the name of Jesus, God bless you from Bridge for Peace. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Bridge for Peace Healing to the Nations podcast with Annette Eckert. Please join us next Wednesday for another inspiring episode. For more information about Bridge for Peace, visit us on our website at bridgeforpeace.org. This is Scott Silverberg for Annette saying have a blessed day and let Jesus be your Bridge for Peace.